personal success does not guarantee team success. What leadership comes down to it's about understanding that, hey, look, as a leader, I know I couldn't do it without you, and you couldn't do it without me. Yeah, I could see you, yeah, I could see yeah, flying overseas, yeah, I can sleep Think I might take the berries just so I can sleep Yeah, fall into my dreams, kill me, I'ma keep coming back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. Bucks fans, it's great to be back with you. I'm joined today by Alex Eichstead. My name is KJ Eichstead. The last time we talked to all of you, we were in Greece visiting Giannis's court in person. Priceless memories, bucketless memories. And guess what? The Bucks have made some moves. The trade deadline is now passed. And whether people agree or disagree, the real season starts now. So we're going to have a great show for you today. We're going to dive into all the recent moves. We're going to assess the NBA landscape as we kind of head into the real meat of the season right now. Because we know the Bucks are making the playoffs. It's just a matter of how the chips fall once we get in there. Alex, how you doing, man? KJ, I am doing great. Bucks fans, thanks you for tuning in. NBA fans, what a trade deadline. What a bunch of moves. I don't remember so many stars moving in those 72 hours. Waking up to Kevin Durant news being shipped off. You know, Bucks getting Jay Crowder, Kyrie Irving in Dallas. There's just so many good things to talk about. I'm excited to join the podcast, talk a lot of Bucks. And yeah, so I'm hyped. Cage, thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for joining us. I think you said it best. And I was actually talking to someone else about this. It's not like hugely uncommon for a star to move at the trade deadline but it is super uncommon for i would say like a top five player to move like kevin durant is like that's unheard of i think everybody was shocked i know i caught the news late at night kind of when everyone else did Uh, a lot of people caught in the morning like you and bucks fans you're gonna have to let us know where you caught the news from because that's a move that has big implications for for the nba in general first of all it takes a top five player out the east obviously the, the nets traded a Kyrie Irving as well in the same week. So the Nets are no longer in the picture. You can remove them. The East is weak 
way weaker than the West. The West is pretty strong. We'll get to that in a second. But to me, you know, Phoenix, they're going through their turmoil, but no one can deny how stacked they are right now. It's just a matter of if they get out of that gauntlet that is the West. I think my favorite was the Memphis Grizzlies. But now you can't deny the, the Phoenix Suns, that team of Kevin Durant, you know, pushing Chris Paul, the number three option, pushing uh, Devin Booker to the number two option where he's more of a natural number two. I mean, they're going to be a good team. They did give up a lot of depth. They gave up all their first round picks from now until the end of time. It'll be fun. You know, that's going to come and hurt <laughs> them. But you got to give credit to Matt Ishbia, the new owner who we actually had on a client podcast. That was very interesting. Check out the Get Better Every Day podcast with Matt Gouget if you're interested in hearing him. Uh, the new billionaire owner, the Phoenix Suns. He was very involved in these negotiations, and you got to credit anyone for getting a deal that magnitude done. Alex, initial thoughts on Kevin Durant to the Suns, you know, Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, pairing him up with Luka Doncic, Jason Kidd, and then maybe the overall NBA landscape before we get into these individual Bucks moves. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Brooklyn Nets did not make the same mistake twice. They, this time, are the ones receiving the picks. No more dark ages two times in a row for Brooklyn. (laughs) I think that's what they were kind of trying to avoid. I thought it was very smart for them to offload both stars. Kyrie, you know, he announced he wanted to make a trade or wanted to be traded. Dallas was a surprising lander. I don't know how that's going to work out with Luka Doncic. I actually think Doncic will have a few issues having another star with him. I think he's a bit of a selfish player. But Kevin Durant to the Suns, that was something that I was like, okay, that's a shakeup because the Suns are now 30 and 27. They kind of needed some juice. They were almost headed towards cage, kind of that middle purgatory. ground. Yeah, yeah purgatory. In that's the where West, the Nets were. Yeah, the West, you know, was getting stronger. They were not really having a chance maybe to go back to the finals. But now it's hard to to say they might not be the favorites. I think, you know, they are right there going to be the team that no one wants to play in the West unless they're, you know, one of the top seeds. The West is kind of open in that four to eight range. So it should be really interesting to see how things shake up. But I was shocked about the Kevin Durant trade. And here's my take, Bucks fans. It ain't enough. It's a little too late. I think the Suns are not going to make it to the finals. That's my hot take. Hmm. I don't see it happening. Maybe they will. I don't know. I just don't see it happening, KJ. What about you? Who's who, What team do you think is going to come out of the West after this move? You know, man, it's very interesting because I don't discount the Dallas Mavericks, and here's why. Jason Kidd's got him playing defense. Like, we all know how painful it was to have Jason Kidd in Milwaukee truth is he deserves a lot of credit for helping develop Giannis and making Giannis tough right because how many stars are in the NBA that just lack toughness I can name James Harden you know I can name you know a lot of other players you could even say uh, I'm actually not going to go there but yeah there's a lot of stars in the league who are just flashy stars. even Devin Booker right this guy is not tough you know he, he kind of crumbles under the pressure there are certain stars that are tough like you know LeBron's overcome adversity to, to win against the Warriors in seven games Obviously, he deserves a lot of credit for passing up on the Lakers. You know, exactly. Big shakeup on the Lakers as well. Um, You know, there are certain players who, like, have that toughness, and there are certain players who don't. A lot of people would say KD doesn't have the toughness because he had to leave OKC, force his way to the Warriors super team to get his rings, hasn't been able to get any rings since. You know, he's no one's denying the talent, but you need the toughness. It's just like with Giannis. Giannis was tough enough to overcome BS 
and win an NBA championship because every championship you win, you're going to have to overcome some BS, right? Like the Warriors have their toughness with Draymond Green. Uh, So I think it's kind of like a multi-team race. I think the Dallas Mavericks could get it done because you have unbelievable bucket getters, which is what you need in the postseason. You just need guys you can get buckets with, and that's what obviously the Bucks missed with Chris Middleton being hurt last year. We could have used a Kyrie Irving. You know, like regardless of how anyone feels about him, if you're in the playoffs and, and all you have is Giannis and Drew Holiday, which is a lot, I'm not discounting them, you kind of need a third bucket getter. We That was one of the things we lacked against Boston, and now Doncic and, I, and Irving are going to be able to get plenty of buckets for that team, and the team already has a great defensive identity with Jason Kidd kind of leading the helm. So that'll be interesting to see, and so does the Memphis Grizzlies. So do the Memphis Grizzlies. They play with grit. Like, John Morant is going to get his eventually. You know, he's toughness. Uh, I even said right before he was drafted, I'm like, look, I'd rather take John Morant than Zion Williamson. I think John Morant's got the toughness over Zion Williamson. And I'm not saying Zion's not talented, but I think he's a stats guy. You know, I don't know if I can ever see him honestly winning an NBA championship. Uh, John Morant, you can see how he changed the entire culture of the Grizzlies. He took him on a huge leap on his back. You know, he's pretty much the only star there. You know, they they could use another star. Apparently, they were trying hard to get Kevin Durant. Well, if they would have gotten Kevin Durant in Memphis— they would have been my favorite to win the NBA title uh, and meet the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. I'm a little worried about uh, you know the Boston Celtics in the East. We'll get there a second in a second, but yeah, the West. You know, you got the Warriors. They completely got a ton of help from the refs and get a ton of help from the refs each and every year. So they kind of got the the last last laugh last year. Um, but you know, it, it, you, they could honestly win one. They've proven it. You have the Grizzlies. I think they could win one. They have grit. You have the Dallas Mavericks. They could win one. They, they play got defense. The Nuggets as the top seed right now. I don't see. I think they're pretenders, and I think you got the Suns just because of sheer talent. I think you got four teams that could come out the West. Those are my top four teams, I think, that we're going to be seeing in the uh, you know the second round in the, in, the, in the conference final round. Going to the East, and then I'll let you kind of have your take, Alex. I think it's a three-team thing, but really it's going to be Bucks celtics again. You know, if the Bucks lose to Philadelphia, which it looks like we're going to play because we don't have the number one seed, maybe we'll get it. We'll see. Uh, Coach Bud deserves to be gone. You know, like Coach Bud needs to get this team back to the finals. And if they don't, because looks like Chris is getting his form back. Looks like Drew Holiday. Congratulations on an all-star. Giannis, of course, another all-star captain that's going to be happening for a while. Uh, the Bucks have no excuses not to not to get to the championship again. Like winning the championship's tough for anybody, but we got to get to the championship. And last year, it really came down to the refs and not Chris not being there. Just not enough bucket getters when the Bucks needed it most. As a guy, you could throw the ball into ice so he could manufacture two or three points. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be the Celtics are kind of that like equinox of where ta- they have talent and they have the refs like, because Philly's talented as well. But, like, I think the Bucks can overcome them. I'm not afraid of James Harden. I have the, the most respect. For, I have a ton of respect for Joel Embiid. You know, I've never been a dis, I've never disliked Joel Embiid. He's always earned my respect. He's always carried himself with respect. And, and uh, you know, he's always kind of just let his talent shine and not accepted any BS, like, from Ben Simmons, who is funny enough on the Nets by himself now. It's like, will Ben Simmons retire? I even put that poll out. I think it was like... You know, sometime in the previous months, I put out a poll like, how long will Ben Simmons play basketball for? It's not looking like a long time. I think he might just say, look, I'm hanging it up. I don't feel like competing because I'm weak. But uh, Alex, what do you think about just the landscape? Obviously, the Bucks had a Jay Crowder. We'll touch on that. But real quick, give us kind of your, your thoughts on the landscape. 
Well, I feel great that Milwaukee is the hottest team in the NBA on a nine-game winning streak. Bucks are rounding into form. It's led by Chris Middleton, right? When he has the ball, he kind of runs the show. That's what KJ was talking about. When the Bucks were without him and just drew, it was a completely different scenario. I would rather have just Middleton than, than Drew, right? Middleton and Giannis need a ball still get the job done. Of course, of course you need a ball handler. But Middleton really, I believe, is the guy that runs the team in the communication department, right? He's the one talking yes. the most on defense, You're right. talking the most probably in the locker room. He's got everyone's respect, including Giannis's, kind of at that top level, I believe. And so I'm happy to see him playing well. I love the addition of Jay Crowder. We've been following this guy. We actually watched this guy multiple times, Bucks fans, back when he was playing for Marquette live. And he was a different type of guy, a JUCO college transfer. The best player in JUCO comes to Marquette. You know, how is he going to do? Well, he balled out. He was undersized for a center, but he was playing along Jimmy Butler. And Coach Buzz Williams had this guy guarding the biggest guys on the other team. So Jay Crowder became this elite defender, could guard a smaller player, could guard the biggest guy. That's what he's going to do for the Bucks this year when they face the Celtics. Well, it's going to be no longer just free day for Tatum, free day for Jalen Brown. Jaylen. One of those guys is going to have to deal with Jay, and I'm yep. so happy about that because I know he's a junkyard dog. Everything Jay Crowder has done has always been scrapping. He's been scrapping since he got in this league, and since this is why he's too. still valuable and still around. The Bucks gave up five second-round picks pretty much to get this guy. I think it's worth it because he's going to be like the new P.J. Tucker, and he doesn't have to focus much on his offense. He does not have to focus much on his offense, and he can really focus on the defense where the Bucs will need that help. The one thing that concerns me about the Celtics, right, is that they are the best team on the road in the NBA. They have 18-9 and on the road, and usually that's the sign of of the best team. Uh, You know, a a lot of teams, the Nuggets are actually below 500 on the road. That's kind of going into your narrative, Cage. That they might be a pretender, right? They have the best, you know, False record in contender. the West. Yep. But hey, <laughs> if you can't win on the road, all it takes is one game where you lose at home and then you're down, right? In the in the playoffs, so you know how valuable those home games are. The Bucks are twenty three and five at home. They're very unstoppable in the form, but fifteen and twelve on the road. I think they will get better as you know the end of the season comes closer. Really like their chances in the East to get back to that Easter Conference Finals where then anything can happen, and I really think they can take the Celtics this year. I think, Cage, the best news is that the West is going to beat each other up. And the West, to me, when I think about the West, I don't think of a top-tier team. I literally think they have... Teams like three through eight in the NBA, you know, yeah, three through Bucks nine. Bucks and Celtics right? are the best. Bucks teams, and in my Celtics opinion. are the yeah. best teams in the NBA, and that's how I feel. So I think it's like, okay, you know, we're going to have to take care of business against whoever you play first few rounds. Maybe that's the Hawks. They made some moves. Maybe that's the Heat. Maybe that's the Knicks. Bucks should be able to do that. Maybe that's the Brooklyn Nets. But Sixers, Cavs, those will probably be tougher series, but. You know, Bucks should be able to take care of them. Celtics should be able to do their work as well. It's going to come down to that Eastern Conference Finals where everything's on the table. Bucks need to get their second ring this year. I believe they can do it. Led behind Giannis, the star, who's averaging 32.3 points in 33.4 minutes cage. Also 12.4 rebounds, 5.4 assists. Let's just start with Giannis. How do you think he's improved after, you know, last year figuring out that Hey, he can't be, you know, 
he couldn't do it without Chris Middleton. Yeah. You know, man, the Celtics, going back to your point, best team on the road, they got the rest in their pocket. I'll, I'll draw that line in the sand, stake my claim all day long. You know, until I'm shown NBA tape otherwise, the Celtics, every no team besides the Warriors benefits from more calls than the Celtics. NBA obviously has a lot of financial interest to get that California global and the Boston Celtics East Coast global markets in the finals. We all know that, you know, put two and two together. It's a money thing. But on the other hand, I think the Bucks' two biggest weaknesses, I think Giannis's number one weakness is going to be uh, his focus. You know, like, can he focus enough to, to lead this team to another title? Because he's already climbed the mountain. He's already conquered the mountain and gotten to the summit and staked his banner that will live up there for eternity, hanging the Bucks' Raptors for eternity. Uh, but and at the same time, my second biggest um, you know concern about the team, actually my number one concern about the team, is not a player. It's Coach Bud. I I honestly think the more time passes, I think the Bucks won their championship despite Coach Bud and Bucks fans. Here's why: if you look at the road Milwaukee had, like we had an incredible series in the second round that we just willed our way to victory against the Nets. But then you had the Trey Young led Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks, like. You know, we should have sleepwalked our way through that series. Uh, and then you had shaky. The, and then you had the Phoenix Suns who had a big two. We had we just had the talent gap and we ultimately went down 0-2 and then we 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 beat them. Like it, we had probably one of the easier roads than I can remember. And that's not taking anything away because I've been suffering through the entire dark ages of the Bucks uh, prior to this nice run, just like each and every one of you listening. But I'm just trying to be objective, like Coach Bud. I'm still, I'm still, not, I'm still kind of a skeptic. I don't know if this guy's like helping us necessarily. Obviously, there are probably worse coaches in the league, but like, look at the talent on this team. You know, like we got to be Loaded. winning multiple rings, exactly. So, you know, I look at all the players, like, like even the Jay Crowder deal. Drew Holiday is not a, is not a is not a two. Just like Chris Paul's not a two. Chris Paul's a three. Drew Holiday's a three. Chris Middleton's a two. Devin Booker's a two. Giannis is a one. KD's a one. If you really break that down, then you go into the role players. You got guys like Brooke, a great fourth option. Bobby, a great fourth fifth option. Pat, on any given night in the playoffs, has proven he can be that great. The fourth, Bucks fifth are option. so deep. Jay Crowder, <laughs> you know, doesn't have to be the fifth sixth option. Like he can be the seventh Eighth option. option. Yes, yeah, and then you got option. Grayson Allen, like. Please, Grayson, do something. Like, talk about a man who mentally collapsed in the playoffs last year. Grayson's like, yeah, I can do something against the Bulls who were, like, supposed to sweep. But as soon as the going got tough, that man was worthless. He was well, worthless, Bucks, Bucks fans. fans. And, and we have a duty on the show to keep it real with you. So I'm optimistic because Grayson's got skills, I, right? I he's got, he's got a brain. Hold on. He's got a, he's got a brain. He's got three-point ability. He's got defensive ability. So Grayson's got attributes. But will he do it when the lights are brightest and when the going gets tough? Because that's ultimately what wins you a championship. Go for it, Al. Grayson Allen, was he going to be moved before the deadline? Turned out no. Turned out he's here to stay. And I told this story on the Ike Badgers podcast, but I'm going to tell it quick for the Bucks fans. Recently, on Coach K did a master class in which he talked about his championship in which they beat the Wisconsin Badgers in the final. Maybe you remember that if you're from Wisconsin listening. I know I did because I was at the school, the university at the time. Back to the story. Grayson Allen was the eighth guy on that Duke roster and the last guy off the bench because two players were down. One was injured and one was suspended for disciplinary reasons. So what he when the Duke, were, Duke Blue Devils were getting beat by the Badgers in that game, Coach K... Putting Grayson Allen and 
in this loose ball scenario, Grayson Allen chased it down and outworked two Wisconsin Badgers, dove for the ball, out of bounds, knocked it, did not get possession, but inspired his teammates, got up and screamed, let's go. And Coach K said it was the craziest thing he had ever seen. He actually told his wife it was the best thing that he had ever seen because Grayson Allen in that moment turned the tide of the game. He inspired his teammates. Duke ended up coming back and beating Wisconsin to win the national championship. And he said, we won that game because of Grayson Allen. And his wife then said, no, coach. They won it because the other seven players listened to Grayson Allen. And so this guy in that moment to me, when I was watching that, I learned that, hey, there might be a little bit of magic left in Grayson. I think Bucks fans, that's what we're all holding on to. We know to, he's right? got it in him. We know, we know he's, he's got it in him. We just need to thing. see it in the playoffs. We exactly. just need to see it. Here's the other thing. Grayson Allen deals with a lot of heat from opposing fan bases, such as the Chicago Bulls. Uh, you know, when your team isn't winning as much as the Bucks are, it's easy to just hate on someone for any reason whatsoever, right? Like, like the Bulls, they knew they weren't going to beat us in this series, so their whole thing was like, let's hate on Grayson Allen and attack his character as if he's like this obviously dirty player. Twitter like, outrage. Twitter, Twitter outrage. outrage. <laughs> exactly. It's Twitter outrage. It's misplaced anger. We've all seen it. NBA Twitter's got plenty of it, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, even yesterday, I made a tweet about how George Hill was shipped off, which is a miracle, by chi- by uh, by the way. I'm it happy, Bucks miracle, fans. Bucks fans. And, and if you're not happy, guess what? It's okay that we disagree. It's 100% okay. Jordan we welcome Oregon any too. take under this umbrella. Ike Bucks is a place you can have any basketball take. I happen to think that it's no coincidence the Bucks imploded, you know, with George Hill on the team in, in the bubble. Uh, we won the championship the first year George Hill was gone. You bring him back, and obviously we lost in the second round again. George Hill is not a championship player. He's not. He's not a championship player, and I'm super happy he's gone because the Bucks need as many championship players as they can. You know what Jay Crowder is? He's a guy who was on the champ- uh, in the finals with Jimmy Butler in the Heat in the bubble when they lost to the Lakers. I mean, you know, the, the bubble is obviously not like a normal year, so call it what you will. I'm not going to fight you on that. But then the very next year, Jay Crowder goes on the Suns, and then he's on the opposing team again for the Bucks, and they're in he's the finals again. He's a good player, man. He's a championship caliber player, man. He's got finals experience, and George Hill is not. Serge Ibaka was shipped out. I was sad to see that one kind of go down as it was because I had high hopes for that acquisition. Bucks traded Dante DiVincenzo to get him. DiVincenzo was proven to not really be, you know, super effective in the NBA. We wish him well, though, just like we wish Jordan Noir well. Uh, you know, it, it's... It's this team. I, I love the moves that Horace made yesterday. You're right. Se- five second round picks is a lot. However, these picks are most likely to be later in the 50s and stuff like that. And you can always buy f- second round picks buy these them. days. Like you can literally buy one for like, 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 you know, it's expensive to you or me, Bucks fans. It's like 500K to two <laughs> mil. But to these owners, the Bucks owners that are hedge fund billionaires, it's a drop in the bucket. They don't care. They're like, uh okay. Jay Crowder. Much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First like, round like, picks though, I think they learned that, Cage. I think you know You gotta keep them. You gotta, gotta kinda keep try them. and keep your first round picks. Because we know we know Marjan's not really gonna be playing in the playoffs, right? Like it's gonna be the vets coming out. I think Giannis is gonna be on a mission. And, and going back to earlier where I said Giannis's focus is a main concern of mine, I wanna broaden and elaborate on that a bit. The NBA regular season has gotta do something to keep you know, fans engaged, keep players engaged. It's honestly getting really bad with how many players sit. Like the Bucks' big three is barely played together. 
and and like you, luckily they've played together for years, so so they kind of know each other's tendencies, and I'm confident they can you know flip a switch in the playoffs, flip flip. But it's like you know there was a game when we bought expensive seats to earlier in the year, uh, Christmas present for the fam, and. I don't think a single member of the big three played. It was a Friday night game. You know, this is not new. This is not like abnormal these days, unfortunately. Like there's a lot of hardworking people out there who save up money to go to a game, see Giannis. Giannis won't be playing. See Drew. You know, Drew won't be playing. See Chris. Chris won't be playing. And it's not just a Bucks thing. It's an entire league thing. Like no one really takes the regular season that seriously anymore unless you're a team that hasn't really won a champion championship yet. Like maybe it's Dallas. Maybe scrapping it's the Grizzlies. Exactly. Like scrapping. Yeah. You know the Denver Nuggets. It's no coincidence. <laughs> it's no coincidence why the why the Nuggets are in the number one spot. It's because they're actually taking the regular season more seriously than everyone else. We know that the regular season. I mean, honestly, I said at the beginning of the show, it starts after the trade deadline. It starts after the All Star break. Like it starts this time of year. That's why. Hey, Bucks fans, we apologize, but we haven't been doing as many pods as we probably should have been, right? And and like a, and a reasonable explanation for that is, one, Ike Packers is blowing up. Go check that out if you haven't already. Two, Ike Badgers is blowing up. Go check that out. But three, it's because, frankly, the games up until this point didn't really matter. If you said, okay, Bucks, we're going to start you in the, in the two seed. You know, you're going to be X amount of games out of first place. Uh, right after the trade deadline, you're going to have this squad assembled. You'd be like, all right, cool. Let's play these final X amount of games. I mean, like, I don't know how many games we have exactly, but, you know, it's a decent amount. It's not a whole season's worth. And we're going to go to the playoffs. This is all about tuning up for the playoffs. We're on a crash course versus Philly. We're on a crash course versus the Celtics. Uh, and then we're, we're, we're hopefully going to be in the finals because that's exactly where our potential says we deserve to be. We cannot underlive our potential anymore. Uh, we've done We've done the highest highs, the mountain. Um, we've conquered the mountain. We've won that ring. But Giannis is such a good player. He's got to win multiple rings. Otherwise, it'll be an underachievement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at a, a situation like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. It was 12 years ago last week, Packers. Or I think it was like this Monday, 12 Bucks years fans. ago. Bucks fans. Football fans in general. When the Packers won a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers was 26 years old. Like, they had just bridged the gap between Brett Favre and, and his new quarterback who was young. He's got at least 12 years in his career left to play. And everyone expected them to win more than one ring. Like, they haven't even been back to the to the, the Super Bowl, and that's a massive underachievement. No one's beating around that bush. Everyone can agree on that. They have massively underachieved, and we got to make sure that we don't do that in Giannis's career. So another way to make sure we don't do that, Bucks fans, is to hit the buyout market. There's guys like Reggie Jackson becoming available. Maybe John Wall will become available. Maybe Pat Bev might find his way to Milwaukee. We need another ball hand. It's one of the few, few, few micro weaknesses of this team because in the playoffs you got to have a couple ball handlers. Alex, any thoughts on anything I just said? I think the Bucks taking us back to Greece. You know they have to climb that next mountain, put up another trophy, right? Another ring. If you go to Greece, Athens, you'll see tons of different mountains with cool designs, cool buildings on top. That's where that was coming from. But you know, here's a quick stat for you. The guy who has been playing all these games, Brooke Lopez, he's played the most games, 54 games out of 55 possible for Milwaukee. He's looking better than he ever has for the Bucks. I'm very confident that if Brooke's playing well, our defense is going to be running like a smooth machine, right? Because then Giannis has more free range. I mean, Jay Crowder is going to be scrapping next to Brooke. You got Pat who's going to be going hard on defense. And Drew I expect is always, Pat to turn it up I mean, for the playoffs. The defense is going to be elite for Milwaukee. And 
I, I do agree, Cage, that Giannis's focus is going to determine how far the Bucks go because Tatum is hungry. Tatum's I see a hungry, hungry man. Tatum. Yeah. And this guy, like you said, he's got a he's lot of talented. tailwinds with him, right? He's got the refs. He's One got of them's the, the, refs. the news. Yeah. <laughs> but long story short is he still wants his ring. And Giannis has to decide. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not getting another one because I'm getting my second. And I would love nothing more for Giannis to then, you know, square up against KD, but have done it on his own franchise because this is who this guy is. I believe his destiny was not just one ring. It's three rings. I think he's bringing three rings to Milwaukee, but it doesn't start if you just keep letting these good years with Chris and the squad and Brooke and Drew kind of go to waste. This is a great opportunity it's for a window. This is what this you call is, a window. This is what a window is, right? That's why I love seeing the nine-game winning streak headed into this kind of you know trade deadline cage. It allows the Bucks to really be aggressive. I thought that they almost could have made another move. That's why the buyout market's very interesting. Yep. Let's keep our yeah. eyes on their Bucks fans. Pat Bev, I think he would be the guy to bring in. A lot of people are disagreeing with that, but hey, who's kind of like a poor man? Put him on Drew? Devin Booker or something. Exactly. Yeah, I think Pat Bev would just be a nightmare for a guy like Chris Ball when Drew needs Chris Paul Chris when Ball, Drew yeah. needs a spell. You know, or like even like not, in the practice, even if he's making our guys work harder in practice, that makes a huge difference. It really yeah. does, and it uh, really so does. It could be really fun to see who comes to Milwaukee. Um, I know people say we have Jalen Carter. I don't think he's good enough. Let us know what you think, Bucks. He fans. should have been playing over George Hill in last year's playoffs. That's a fact. But yeah, yeah he Coach Bud, ask him that. A lot of addition by subtraction. That's yes. what I'll say too, right? Uh, no guy, no longer will George Hill be attacked on defense. You can't have a weak link on defense, you and can't. that's why I think Pat Bev is an option. Is he would not necessarily be that weak link. He would, you know, scrap his way into having the ball moved, right? And Jay Crowder. Not a weak link, right? He can guard all those positions. Strongly. I think that's what's so cool. Grayson Allen, can he defend? That's going to be his biggest question. Ingles. Or can he put can the ball? Ingles put defend, up any points. You know? Exactly. Yeah, can like Grayson they, can Allen, you need to put up points, too. Like, yeah, you need to put up any points gonna, in the Celtics series. Exactly. They're going to have to be draining threes as well. I'm excited, Cage. I think my final thoughts are this Eastern Conference just got a lot easier, and the Bucks have to be thinking Celtics. Sights no, on the seas, baby. Bucks Sights have to be thinking seas. championship or bust. Championship or bust. Say it with us, Bucks fans. Championship or bust. bust. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Bucks fans, thanks so much for joining us again. You know, it's great to be back with each and every one of you. Text this show to a friend. Let's get the let's get the banter going again. We're about to ramp up Bucks mode. We've got another long runway ahead of us. It's exciting times. We're right in the thick of it all. We're a contender. We're not a pretender. We're a contender in Milwaukee. And guess what? This fan base spans globally. We know there's Bucks fans all out there, and we're about to make this a special run once more. So thanks for joining us. Tell your friends. We'll talk to you soon.